What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Okay, you know, like at camps and stuff like this, you take the ball out. You ain't getting the ball back. <laughs> like, you the last one up the court. They already did their thing. So I stopped there, and I just got into a rhythm and started hooping. The Lakers should sign Trey Young this summer. They got to kind of start preparing for, like, if LeBron's last year is this year or next year, whenever it is. And I feel like a uh, pick and roll with AD and a guy like Trey Young would be deadly. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T Connects and Ode to Podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze. Ten more minutes to dream. Connect the shower. Lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Welcome back to another edition of All the Smoke. Jack, we got a good one today. Yes, sir. <laughs> one of the best shows, if not the best show on TV, man, uh, inside the NBA. We got our brother Kenny Smith here today. Good to be here. We appreciate good to be you, here. man. Yes, indeed. Yes, sir. How are you? I mean, this is the best time of the year. I know you're back and forth shooting in Atlanta. You're in L.A. right now. It's the best time, like, for a fan. Right, right. 
for a fan. Yeah, you can grind. But for me, right that grind, it, I, I, when I get there, I'm fine. But, okay. you know, going back and forth, I'm in LA, as you know. Uh huh. Going back and forth to Atlanta, that's a grind. But, uh, I mean, this is the best time of year in terms of watching it. I've, I've been a fan of basketball before I was even good at it. Uh huh. You know, I was always a fan. I was a dude who, like, if you, you put up a poster and it, you just saw, like, an arm, and you, you saw a wristband. I'm like, oh, that's Walt Frazier. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, I, I can right. tell everything. So, yeah, that, right. yeah, this is a great time. Um, how is it balancing life? Obviously, you're an AU dad as well. You have a whole family here in L.A., but you're constantly moving for your job. You always do what you want. Like, you can always make time for what you want to do. Right. Like, you, it's never, it doesn't feel heavy until it's something you don't want to do. Right. Like, you, oh, I got to get back to an AAU practice. I want to do that. Right. So it doesn't feel heavy. Mm-hmm. You tell me I have to be at a production meeting at 7. Yeah. I'm like, ah, yeah. man, that's a long-ass flight. <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. yeah, so you always, you know, family, friends, relationships. It's like it's never heavy when you want to do it. Yeah, for it's real. Never. You've been in a few movies. you got an up-and-coming movie uh, called Hustle with Adam Sandler. Let's put a disclaimer out, first of all. I, I've always been in movies as myself. Uh-huh. Like, I come in, oh, there's Kenny Smith, and he says this. This is the first time I'm in a movie. And uh, the, lines. the hustle is like, the movie hustle is a different animal for me. Uh. Because I never had an aspiration to be an actor. Right. I know I saw the episode where you had yeah, the actor. You want to be an actor, yeah. yeah. I, I never, so I got a call from Adam. And I, me and him were cool. We don't know each other when mm-hmm. we te- text and call. Now we do, but mm-hmm. at, then at that time we didn't. And he says, man, I got this movie. It's a it's a dramedy. And uh, I got a part for you. It's a basketball movie. I think you'd be good in it. I'm like, all right, just send the script over. In my mind, I'm like, ah. He's like, it's in the pandemic. You're going to have to spend up like 10 days and before you quarantine. And that, ah, send it over. So I'm looking through the script. And I see guys in it. I call him back. I'm like, I don't see my name in it. He's like, no, you're Leon. <laughs> I'm like, Leon got 32 pages of dialogue, bro. I've never acted. <laughs> I was like, I've never. He's like, no, you'd be great at it. I know you'll be good. Just, I'll get. So I had to do the acting coach, Jack, like a whole. And so I told him right then, I said, hold on, let me think about it. Because I know how serious he takes this right. stuff. Like, he's a pro at this. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not a pro at it. And I knew it was going to take a real commitment because I'd play his best friend in the movie. Okay. So I was like, I called back. I talked to my my daughters. They, they're in the business. They act, and they're, they're actors, and they were like, you got to do it. You just mm. you can't. People die for this part. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I called them back. I was like, all right, I want to do it, but I got to, I need, who's the acting coach? I was doing two, three hours a day. Really? She, they, they scheduled me for like an hour, and I always told them to do double. Cause I just wanted to be on point. Mm-hmm. I just I didn't want it to feel like I was, like the only one on set. Right. That you know, it's Queen know. Latifah's in the movie. You know, it's just real actors, right. like that people who've done it. So I just wanted to be ready. Did you enjoy it? It was different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it, I did enjoy it. A hundred percent. A hundred percent enjoyed it. Uh, you know, we shot in Mallorca, Spain. Shot in Philly. Shot in New York, you know, all over the. It was just crazy, but it's like a vulnerability that I didn't know mm-hmm. that you needed. Like, when, like now, like when we talking, you look away, you kind of the cameraman here, you look over here, and every, but when you're acting, you just talk to the person. Mm-hmm. You never lose eye contact mm-hmm. with them, and so I had never talked to anybody where yeah. I don't lose eye contact with them for a minute. 
So that was like a little uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I had to break out of that. I do it now. It doesn't even bother me. Right, I, right. I do it now. I can look at people. And, That's dope. But it, it, it takes a different vulnerability to do stuff like that. And my first scene was like a, you know, they don't shoot in order. <laughs> so my first scene is like he's almost crying. And I got to, I was like, you had to oh, bring the we tears jump out. into this one, the first right joint? Come on, man. <laughs> the first one, what about the laughing scene where I talk, yeah. and the girls are dancing over on the sideline. Yeah. Like, what happened to that scene? Yeah. So Hustle comes out soon on Netflix. You guys enjoy this teaser. He had his moments, man. I saw it. That wasn't him. That wasn't even close to him. It's my fault. I rushed this whole thing. Remember our freshman year when we were playing Gonzaga? And they put John Stockton on me. And you were like, watch out for this guy. Yes. And I was like, there's nobody look like a damn insurance salesman going to bust my ass. Midway through the second half, 20 points, 20 assists. None of y'all would look at me. Remember that? Of course I remember that. Do you ever remember me playing like that again? No. Because I never want to feel that feeling again. So tonight's a good thing. All right, nothing was good about tonight. Believe me. Also, got a book coming out. Talk to us about that. It happened, actually. I used to say, I want to write a book. And I never, I always said, I could write a good article. I can't write a book, like, and then, uh, you know, the whole social justice thing happened. And um, when I walked off the set, I was sitting on, you know, with uh, uh, when Floyd happened, and I was sitting on there, and I'm looking at what's going on, and the players are like walking out, and they said they're not gonna play, and I, and I went into I went into to work that day. And I was, it was on my mind. It was just like, if it's on everybody's heart and their mind, and I'm walking through, and I'm like, guy at the gate, hey, Kenny, how you doing? Guy who comes and greets me to lets me in. Hey, Kenny, the the, uh, the girl does makeup. Hey, we gonna, I said, damn, everything's the same. Mm -hmm. Like nothing happened. I said, I can't be here today. So I just thought, I was like, I can't just be a talking head on TV you know, and just come out, like, and just hate, say and a couple of happens. words. I'm like, I got to join the march. Dudes march. I was like, I'm going to join the players. I'm not, I can't be here. And I walked off. And from then, my phone rang, like, a week later. It's like, you need to write a book of why you did it, how mm. you did it, how you got there. And then all of the things I started, it started flushing out of me. I was like, that's why I did it. Mm. I was like, oh, when I heard my, Bill Russell told me this back in, right. when I was my coach, and, but I was like, that's, and then, so the book is about, and I wrote it kind of to my kids in a sense, is to all the people I met over my life that were great and what I took from them. Okay. And I wish I had known them now at 25, mm -hmm. if I'd known now at 25. Right. So I'm giving it to everybody, like from Bill Russell, Michael Jordan, to Dean Smith, to uh, a good friend of mine, Guy O'Seri, uh, who, who's, Biggest guy in entertainment. He slept on my couch when he was 17. Wow. Uh, guy named David Kohler. Kohler is the plumbing. Cause he, he was a, we went to college. Well, he went to Duke. I went to, I was at Chapel Hill and he stayed with me in the summer. Didn't know this guy from mm -hmm. Adam. And he's got one of the biggest plumbing companies. And it's just like the people I ran into. I was like, damn. You know, so it's just all the, the things journey. I took from them. <clears throat> yeah. Born and raised in Queens, NYC. Talk about Queens and what it was like in the 70s growing up. Oh, man. Queens. More 80s, brother. I don't know, you know. It was so <laughs> don't, don't, don't date me yet, man. More 80s, It man. says 70s and yeah, 80s. I yeah, feel yeah, yeah, 70s, 70s, 70s and 80s. Come on, man. But, I was born in 78. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was born in 78. Okay, say no less, say less. But no, New York is like, it's basketball, man. Like, 
oh, people always say like the New York players have New York has the best. We have that argument. L.A., Chicago. It maybe used to be that way back in your t- back in your childhood. Is. No, well, well, the best, best players are coming out of players? California now. No, best players. I'm telling you, I had the best dribblers for a long time. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Half the motherfuckers couldn't hit a house if they was in the kitchen. Listen, we were were LeVar Ball. I never lost when I was on the road. I went, I went seventy-two. You, you are rare. You rare. Seventy-two and one in like four years at AAU. Yeah, like I lost one game. Yeah, and and I'm the only one myself and Olden Polities who made it. Like we Mm. had. What I always say about New York, I was like, we don't have the best players. Never. But we always have the guys who shouldn't make it. Make mm. it. We have those guys because they there's a, a an understanding and a love for the game that's different. Meaning, I always said guys from other cities, when we used to go places like, oh, he scored 30, he'd be like, that's not the first question we asked. Mm-hmm. Like, first question we always ask is, did you win? Mm. The second question we always ask, how did you guard your man? Mm-hmm. Did your guy, did he bust your ass? Like, that's, a, that's mm-hmm. always the first two questions. So when guys, when I went other places, they'd be like, I had 30 today. So they always had a precedence on scoring mm-hmm. where guys I grew up with, you know, or even from our area, like Ray for Austin, let's say. Like, he could dominate a game without scoring. Right, yeah. You know, so we never, that's why guys, I thought, made it who shouldn't make it. Mm-hmm. Mark Jackson, can't jump, can't shoot. Not slow, fast, yep. slow as hell. Played twenty years in the league yep. and led the NBA in history in scoring. Yep. Those, that's we. Those are the guys that assist, we have. assist. Right. Yeah. Those are the guys. Guys who they shouldn't be playing D one. They make it. Mm. Y'all guys in LA. Y'all got dudes. Y'all got them dudes. Mm. Like you got you know. Well, you you got them dudes that like. Yeah. Where are you at? Y'all got you got some people out that way, in right? Texas. Them young oh, boys Texas. No, out. no yeah. question. We had we had the most we had six guys in the Allen Iverson game from Texas. We That's had the most. Them young boys is coming, up, coming in Texas. up in Texas. Yeah, they, they, they're mm-hmm. they're just guys who like they can't miss prospects. Mm-hmm. Right. We didn't we didn't have the can't miss prospects all mm-hmm. the time. Mm-hmm. But we had those guys who just didn't make it. Kobe Smith. Yeah, like just like why is he in the league? You know. But my brother honestly was a big part of that culture. My brother Vince, he brought an AAU team uh, with, when he, they, I think they were eight and nine years old, and it was Rafer, Speedy Claxton, Lamar Odom. Eric Barkley. Eric, Eric was Eric Barkley. Yeah. Like all of these dudes, like they were all on this, uh, Ron Artest. At the church. Eight, it was the church. church. No, no, but he, this is, we Before were, eight, we call Aim High. This is, see, he coached them from third grade oh, okay, to yeah. ninth grade. Yeah. And then he would send them to those AAU teams. Yeah. But from third grade to night, every day they were all in my house, like all these kids. I'm like, yo, where do you find these kids like this? And he's like, Kenny, I always find the kids. But if I want it more than they do, I never work them out. Mm-hmm. And he had a, a, a run about maybe 20 guys that made the league. Them same kids you're talking about, though, Kenny, was, we was fearing them when we was high school. The church, it was Lamar Odom, Elton Brand, Ron Artest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. See, that's Clashman. the older ones. Once they got older. But if you say, well, you ask Lamar, like, who taught you how to play? his foundation. Oh, Vincent Smith. Kenny yeah, Smith's brother. started. You asked Sham God. Who taught me how to play? Mm. He's like, oh, Kenny Smith, brother. You mm-hmm. asked Rafer. Who taught me how to play? Wow. Like, Kenny Smith, brother. Like, mm-hmm. he was Kenny Anderson. You ask him who taught him how to play. Like, and you think about this. That you said the top ball handlers ever in the history of basketball. They go, Sham, Rafer, Kenny mm-hmm. Anderson. They all played for my brother. That's it's a similar side. And Lamar 
is really just a bigger version of what Kenny Anderson yeah, was. Yeah, exactly. He's because they all play, they all have that. That's mm-hmm. him. That's my brother. He, he had that, he had that got Midas touch. They used to call him Midas touch. One, it was crazy. One time I'm I'm sitting there, I'm going on the airport, and I had, you know, I'm going to the airport and I, and a, a limo rolls down and it's it's Diddy. He's like, yo, Kenny Smith. I'm like, Yo, what's up? What's up, Puff? Because he's Puff then. He wasn't mm-hmm. Diddy then. It's like, what's up, Puff? He's like, yo, your brother's a star maker. Mm, like, right? Dope. I was like, I got to meet him. I'm like, damn, Puff that's in dope. music. It's like, he's like, he's the star maker. That that's was my brother. Up. I love it. When did basketball come in the mix for you? Always. Like, we grew up, like, my household, like, we were, we were listening to... This is before cable and all that, and where you could see every game on TV. We had the radio on. We mm-hmm. listened to Marv Albert. Like, I would be like, you know, Frazier brings the ball across the midcourt line. He passes over the roll. But like, I, I grew up with Marv Albert, so he brought the texture of the game just through radio. Mm-hmm. And so we listened to games. My pops, I cried when the Knicks lost. I'd be sitting at home crying. I, like I said, I had everybody posted. I'd wait outside of Madison Square Garden get autographs, you know, my first mm-hmm. autograph. I remember Bob Love from the Bulls. He was the first guy to stop mm-hmm. and give me an autograph. So all them, all them other guys. Was Bob Love trash? No, Bob Love was real. Oh, he was nice. Butterbean, Butterbean yeah. Love. He was good. He was real small. He kind of played like you. Oh, he That's crazy. He wasn't trash then. No, he damn he, sure wasn't trash. He play, actually played like you. <laughs> if he played like me, he was live. He played like you. Hi, right, Bob Love. No, no, he was like a 6'8". <laughs> he was like one of 6'8", slim, handle the rock, shooting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played like you, actually. Right, That's crazy. All right, Bob Love. Yeah. I got to check him out. Butterbean. So, yeah. But, um, yeah, I was, we were a basketball family. So, we loved the sport. My mom, uh, Russell Soul, she was a sports fan. I called my mom in the league, right? Say, hey, what are you doing? Oh, that damn Derek Jeter ain't hitting day. Mm-hmm. Like, she watched the Yankees. Yeah, like, yeah. just, like, she was that type of mom. So we always loved sports growing in our household. Mm-hmm. You got a Showtime documentary coming, Point Guards. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that? Yeah, it, it's the, um, you know, all the, all the Point Guards that came out of New York. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, actually doing it with um, Kevin Durant's company, produced it and brought and asked me to be part of it. I was like, sure. So I kind of filled in some gaps and holes, who to interview. Uh, once they start, like I said, realize the connection that they all had played on my AU yeah, team yeah. and with my brother. Mm-hmm. It's like, they were like, oh, can we get, how do we? I was like, oh, you got to interview him. He's like, yeah, he played for my, and they kept saying my name. Mm-hmm. Saying, oh, Kenny's I, brother. Yeah, Kenny's brother, Kenny's mm-hmm. brother. It's like, so the connection was like, you got to EP it and like make sure we getting the story correct. Mm-hmm. But, um. New York point guards is like, ain't no secret. Yeah, yeah, no secret. We 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 give up. We'll give up our girl before we give up the basketball. You can have her, man. You can't take this rock. Right, right. You know that. Those are the type of things that you know we dribble through keyholes and all of that. And it's funny because I watched today's game from Kyrie and Steph, and they was like, "Oh, that's the best." I was like, "That's the stuff we did when we." Well, at home. Mm. It really was the way we played when we were home, but we would never do it in a game. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody had that. The game wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. No, it was like it, it was like you get pulled out. Like, mm-hmm. you get chastised for doing the stuff that guys do today. Mm-hmm. But everybody had that in their repertoire. Everybody. Like, I'm like, n- like no, that's not the best handle I've seen. Mm-hmm. Like, ever. Like, no, Kyrie's got a great handle for the NBA. He's got the best 
But no, he's not the best handle I've seen. Ever. Who's the best handle you've seen, you feel like? If they, let, if they let Skip play like he know how to play was in the league and not try to make him play like a regular point guard in the league, he would have been so much better. Let me tell you, Chris, but he so toned yeah, it down. Question. They told well, to. Skip's handle. They toned it down. So I didn't know Skip as Skip. I knew him as Rafer. Rafer, yeah. Because he was played for my AAU team. So I'm hearing, oh, you got to go see Skip Tamalu, Skip Tamalu. So literally, I come back. I'm working, working out. I'm still in the league at the time, so I'm working out, and my brother brings Rayford to the gym. And he's like, well, we had a rite of passage, so if you were the younger kid, you had to always rebound for the pro or the college dudes. So mm -hmm. the, the high school dudes would rebound for mm -hmm. Rayford, and so on and so forth. So you had to, and Rayford and those guys would rebound for me when I needed to work out. Mm -hmm. That was their only job. So anyway, so Rayford's there at the gym, and he's working out, and he's passing me the ball. And I'm like, after the game, I'm, after the, I work out, I said, told my brother, I said, I got to go uptown to see this, you know, to go see Skip. But he knew it was Skip. Mm -hmm. I had no idea. I go uptown, Rafer walks in the park, and the park goes crazy. Ooh. And I'm like, Rafe, he's like, I'm here to see the dude Skip. He's like, I'm Skip. <laughs> I'm like, you're Skip? Yeah, that's And dope. so I'm like, that's what? Dope. He's like, so he goes in, and he's doing all this stuff, and I, I, pull, I pull him aside, I said, Rafe, why don't you do this in an NBA game? He's like, nah, you can't do this stuff in a real game. I said, you could do it. Yeah. What you're doing against these dudes, you can actually do. So he and uh, Ali Mo. Mm -hmm. um, I don't mean to cut you off. Yeah. This, I always talk, when we talk about this, we all think we were talking about the other day. I said, this is one guy that was playground that could have played in the league and dominated. Ali Mo. He was 6'8", six, 6'9". Six, Ali Mo, yeah, don't question. Was handled like a nice. point guard. Al Ali Mo, I've known, he, you know, he, he, he grew up in my uncle's building. Black Widow. Yeah, so my, my uncle was like, he was a hustler. He wasn't, he wasn't a drug dealer, was, but he was a hustler. So he owned like four or five buildings up in Harlem. And Ali Mo stayed in one of them. Mm -hmm. So Rest in peace. Yeah, no question. Mm -hmm. So I'm watching Ali play, and I'm like, Ali, you could be in the league. He's like, nah, Kenny, I don't think I could be in the league. I'm like, no, Ali, you could be in the league. Because he was better than Rafer. And so I call it, I call, this is the first year of the G League, the NBA, now in the G League. Mm -hmm. And so I get him a tryout. He didn't go. Mm, really? He didn't go. And I call him a week later. I'm like, he dodging my, you know when somebody dodging your call. Yeah. He never wanted to do it. He's the same guy that he and Rafer got the ticket to go to to college together, and he decided to cash the ticket in. And Rafer went to a talk and became Rafer. Mm -hmm. He would have been he would have been in the league for sure. Top five point guards ever. Ever? New York, excuse me. New oh, York New York. Okay. New York point guards ever. All right. I'm in the top five, so we yeah, go ahead on. Yeah, Goddamn right. Come yeah, on, I'm talk your shit. Five. Gotta like, put yourself in there. No, I mean, I'm the most unique in this sense. I was the first guy who could shoot. And you don't want to win a dunk contest, too. Yeah, I'm the only guy who could shoot from New York. Like, they, I was, a, I, and I made it a point to be a shooter. Mm. I was like, because everybody was handling, I'm like, I'm gonna shoot. I'm gonna learn how to shoot. You know, you probably are the only one. Yeah, and then I, I was, was in a, okay I was in a contest called a Pepsi Hot Shot. Yeah, I, I won. Mm. Yeah, I did that shit. You did when it? I was, yeah, in Sacramento. Yeah, I was and younger. I went, yeah. I went from city to city, yeah. and I went to the finals of the Pepsi Hot Shot, and I, that's where I really learned how to shoot. Textbook. Yeah. So without question. So I'm, I'm in there. I would say, Kenny Anderson is probably the top. Chips. He's the highest. I think he's the best high school player I've ever seen, mm. ever. And I've seen LeBron. Uh, I actually asked Tom Kachowski 
who Rassiso, who's the mm -hmm. guru of high school basketball, who's the best player he's seen? He said Kenny Anderson. Right. I said, why? Because he said he's six feet one and 110 pounds and doing what he does. Mm -hmm. LeBron was, and Kareem were mm -hmm. yeah. a different level. So Kenny Anderson, Steph. I was about to say, did you see Steph in high Steph, school? Steph, Steph was really good in high school. Um, he was right below. He was a notch below. Kenny, yeah. He was a notch below. Yeah. Pearl Washington in high school. Mm. He was Pearl. a match. It came too easy for Pearl. Like he was a guy who got. You know, what's the guy from out here? Oh man, he played with my nephew. That got really good early. Shea Cotton. Shea Cotton. Yeah, we did. That's talk how about Pearl him. Washington. Was. Yeah, he was Shea Cotton. Yeah, he was. Just, I was Shea Cotton. He just, mm -hmm. but he made it. But he just, just got good him. too early. You know, I'm not gonna go like Bob Cousy and Lenny Wilkins. I didn't see none of those guys play oh, back in the day. Kareem Reed is really good, but he's not top five. Booger Smith. Booger's not top, top five. five. I would say Mark, Mark is top Jackson, five. Yeah, Mark yeah. Is oh, top no, five. no question. Yeah, no Mark question. is top five. Even high school, because you said talk to talk. Yeah, they were like, I always mess, Charles and them always like, oh, like, oh, I'm a star. You know, they talk the star talk on our show, Charles and mm -hmm. Shaq. I'm like, first of all, did you make McDonald's American, Chuck? He's Ooh, like, hit him with it, Kenny. He's like, <laughs> no, I'm sorry. Oh, by the way, I said, there's two dudes in here who's voted top 35 high school players of all time. I got a ball. Yeah. Mm, McDonald's. Yeah. McDonald's. It's me and Shaq. We the only ones in here. <laughs> like, so I was like, uh, yeah. me and Shaq, top 35 high school players of all time. Yeah. I said, like, oh, wait, wait, Chuck, did you, were you college basketball player of the year? Like, no, nah, were you player of the year in your conference? Like, no, oh, okay. I, I, was, I, was, I was player of the year. I said, you just got good late. Yeah, like yeah. I was good for eight years, eight, eight year run <laughs> when you was still trying to develop your game. Yeah, you know what yeah, I'm saying? yeah. You got good when you was in your late twenties. Like, yeah. I was good since seventeen, man. Right. Like it's a whole a, different thing to, have, to carry that 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 long that long banner, man. So yeah, so those are the top five. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. It's the NBA Finals, and two teams are about to make their mark. On 75 years of NBA history, one second on the court can define a player's legacy. One shot can send a city to the top and give bragging rights to every fan. One ring is at the center of it all. And the stakes have never been higher. From game one to seven, from rookie to legend. From 48 minutes to OT. If it happens in the NBA Finals, it's forever. Visit NBA.com finals to learn more. So as you mentioned, McDonald's All-American, you end up choosing North Carolina. Who else is in the mix uh, for colleges? For college, I, I was uh, Duke and, and um, at school from Durham. We don't say that name. And uh, Virginia. Those are schools I visited. But I always wanted to play in the ACC at that time. That was when the conference was, to me, the ACC had the best conference. I wanted to play against the best. But I chose North Carolina because when I went to the practice and I saw Sam Perkins, Brad Doherty, Michael Jordan, I looked at it and I said, I don't know if I could play here. I was a little nervous. I had never seen seven footers like they had. They had they had 10 McDonald All Americans on the team at one mm. time. I was like, damn, I don't know if I could play here. I said, I know I could go to Duke and play. I could play at Virginia. And I said, I gotta go here. Cause I Tell can't yourself. I can't be there thinking that they're better than me. Mm -hmm. And so I wound up going at that time, you know, which is now if you don't do it, I was only the fifth freshman to ever start at the university, like, but now if you don't start as a freshman, people like, 
Is he good enough? Right. Mm -hmm. He said that transfer. (laughs) But that was unusual to start as a freshman, you know, for for me. So I I chose North Carolina because of that reason. Uh, And they had everything. Like, all the schools like, oh, we got a good academic school, good social life. I was a good basketball night. They had everything when I was. It was like a movie. You know how you see those college movies? Mm -hmm. You see, like, the fraternities Mm -hmm. and... Kids walking through campus. Bright sunny day. It just, yeah. it just felt like a movie. I was like, this isn't real. Like, I'm coming from New York. It's like, there's no campus. St. John's doesn't have a campus. Mm-hmm. Like, really. Like, so I was like, they were like, they all use the city's your campus. I'm like, nah, bro. Right. I'm not, I, I would have had to take the same bus that I took to high school to take to St. John's. John's. I was like, nah, I can't do that. I'm not having a bus pass going to St. John's. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game, King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. How do we level the playing field for all entrepreneurs? 55% of white businesses survive the startup phase, while only 4% of black businesses do the same. So I want every black entrepreneur to know about the One Million Black Businesses Initiative. The One Million Black Businesses Initiative is an award-winning program created by Shopify and Operation Hope. They're on a mission to start, grow, and scale 1 million black businesses by 2030, driving wealth creation for the black community. Out of 6 million employer-owned businesses in the U.S., only 2.3% have black ownership. This program gives black entrepreneurs tools and resources to level the playing field, from free business coaching to tailored training and extended free Shopify trial. Shopify's made a 10-year, multi-million dollar commitment to the program, and it's working. The initiative already started, supported, and engaged with over 334,000 black businesses, helping them operate businesses that sell anything from skateboards to coffee beans to apparel. Business owners love this program. Simone Harvin, founder of SC Creative Group, says, The one million black businesses experience for me was unlike any other program I've been a part of, primarily because it was for us and it was by us. Here at Drink Champs, we are always interacting with our listeners, many being black entrepreneurs. Shopify is one of those platforms that empowers and emboldens entrepreneurship. So chart your own path for business success with the 1 Million Black Businesses Initiative and Shopify. Bring your business to Shopify with an exclusive offer at shopify.com slash B-E-N, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash B-E-N. AT&T connects and ode to podcasts. Connect the alarm. Change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. 
Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the driving to work in traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Got my PrevNAR 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic and at higher risk. Get vaccinated, but, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar20.com. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. Yeah, I mean, your freshman year team, to, to, to name a few, Michael Jordan, Brad Doherty, Sam Perkins, yourself. I mean, what were those practices like? You know what the crazy part was? That, nah, mm-hmm. that wasn't the question. Who was the best player out well, of the I'm bunch? Gonna, I'm going to get that. Yeah, I want to hear that one first. I want to see what going to say. Sam Perkins was the best player my freshman year. Like, because Sam was a four-time All-American. That, you know, like, mm-hmm. that wouldn't happen today any, mm-hmm. either. Like, first yeah. team. First team. First, Sam was the best player. Michael was the most dynamic. But he didn't have a handle. He couldn't handle the rock, like, in college. MJ? No, he couldn't yeah. handle the rock. So, like, even, even at times, I'd be like, we, we play pickup, like, oh, I got Mike. You're like, because I know I'm like, I'm get up under you. Like, you can't handle mm. the rock. And, and um, What happened? And then? And then. <laughs> and then. <laughs> he's the only guy that I know that his weaknesses that he had crazy. at the end of his career was his, his strengths. The only person I've ever. Yeah. LeBron's not like that. KD. Nah, nobody. He's the only one where at the end, of, his handle was crazy and his jump shot was pure. Mm-hmm. I used to say, how do you miss a jump shot? You got a perfect form. Like, but we talked about it. I, and I was like, this is how competitive. We talk about competitive with Mike. So I used to say, I was like, it's like, oh, you think you can call me? I was like, yeah, because your handle's whack. I used to say, your handle's <laughs> whack. I can guard you. And like, blah, blah, blah. So now we we doing that. We playing. He goes to the Olympics, comes back, goes to um, to the league comes back for the summer because all the players, every mm-hmm. North Carolina player come, came, but we all come back and play. So the gym is doodles. Mm-hmm. Like it, like any NBA team, we would have beat like mm-hmm. in that gym without question. And he's, 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 boom, 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 he's gone. I'm like, damn, this gang guy, he's like, my handle, been working on it. But I <laughs> forgot I said that shit. Right, like I really right, forgot right, right, I right. said it. And he's like, my handle, right? You talking about my handle. But he was... Like, the stories are true about his competitiveness. Like, 
we were pl- we were playing pickup one day. So this was when you knew you made. I made I made it too because the juniors and seniors, you know, even at y'all school, probably picked the team. He didn't go to school, yeah. but yeah, yeah, that's right. You straight yeah. out of high school. He went to Mexico, right? So <laughs> they pick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, wait. At North Carolina, this is how we do it. So the, the pros go on one end, right. and the players, college players right. go on the other. And then you pick your team. Yep. But you could you could pick the pros. Could or Crossover, yeah. You could cross over. Mm-hmm. So Michael and or Sam, whoever, they were senior leaders and junior leaders, they picked the team. And the first day, you know, I'm, you know, you, as a freshman, you're just sitting. Right. Because they're not picking you. Mm-hmm. So you get on the court in. So about two weeks later, about a week later, uh, Michael's picking, and he's like, I got uh, I got New York. They used to call me New York. Mm-hmm. Like, I got New York. I was like, oh, shit, I got picked first. Mm. He's like, first? It's, it's, it's 20 pros in the gym. Yeah, official. I was like, oh, it's kidding. Yeah, so, yeah. I was like, so my, my confidence was boost. So now we playing, right? And we winning. We winning games. And so every time we win, you know, you go get water. And I'm watching Mike, and he's standing in the middle of center court. I'm like, I walk, I'm like, yo, what are you doing? He's like, I want the motherfuckers to know that I'm never leaving the court. Mm. I'm going to be the first to stand here and the last. I was like, all right, so we both going to stand here. <laughs> and I was like, this is what we doing. This is how we doing. This is what but, we doing. Yeah, I mean, he was like, I mean, he was the first dude that I met that could back up his trash. Mm. Like every day. Mm-hmm. Every day. Always a talker? Always a talker and always backed it up, though. Like, mm-hmm. And he really took more pride, especially then, his defense. He's like, Walter Davis, you're not scoring today. You're not scoring today, Walter Davis. Mm. Like, he, that's the type of energy he was on all the time. He, and when he, when he got to the league, <laughs> so we had dorms, and our dorm numbers don't change. So if you had dorm number eight, it's the same phone number next year. Okay. You're just a different person. Mm-hmm. So, so all of, when he comes in town, this is before the... Instagram and mm-hmm. te- he, you'd hear the phones go bring, one and somebody hang up bring, and you just Trying hear it going down. So it's him, and he, all he say is schools in session, boom, schools. In- <laughs> so everybody come in the hallway and be like, Mike's here, Mike's here, right? That's like yeah, Mike. So he go and he call each room to let her know come to the gym. Schools in schools session. Schools in session. So the gym would be packed. We'd have four thousand people watching our pickup games. That's crazy. Four thousand. That's dope as hell. It, it was. It was. It right. was unbelievable. That time right. of basketball was a different. There was no Charlotte Hornets. Right. So it like was people it. would, and this is no social media, and people the all whole Somehow campus would just know word, just word of mouth, yeah. word of mouth, and they would be four. It would be four thousand people when he came in that gym. The good played. old way. <laughs> I can picture. I that. mean, obviously with his competitiveness and and his desire to get better at a young age, did you see him possibly being a great? I knew he would be great. I never thought he'd be the greatest mm. because when I first saw him and then when I saw him, when we, even in practice, like you don't like, I guess it's like you have a beautiful wife and you like take it for granted because mm-hmm. she's there every day. Mm-hmm. You see it, you see it every moment, mm-hmm. you know, you see every moment, you know, a beautiful person you're around. You, you see their bad side too. You see the days that they're mm-hmm. in the mood. So for him, I saw those moments and I was like, but then when he when he left and he came back, I saw that the energy that he put into his game. Like he never stopped working, man. Like his stuff is not an accident. Like it's not like, oh, he was gifted. No. He was that. the most fundamentally sound player that ever played the game. 
If you watch the videos, his, his left hand is in the correct passing lane. His footwork is impeccable. The offensively, you know, his jab step is mm -hmm. he's always ball move, feet stay still. Like, all of those things were all the time. And then he was the best athlete. Mm -hmm. Most guys who were that athletic didn't they rely on package, that. Right. You know, mm -hmm. as great as even, you know, and this is not a knock, but as great as Clyde Drexler was, that was the difference between him and Mike to me. It's just the fundamentals of jab step. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, the stuff that Dean Smith mm -hmm. learned. But uh, And then Mike gets a lot of credit for, like, his quotes. But it's just Dean Smith's quotes. He's stealing I'm them, gonna keep huh? it real. It's stolen. It's mm -hmm. all plagiarism. <laughs> he says it's all plagiarism. plagiarism. It's 100%. <laughs> it's just, he just adds expletives. But it's everything, I'm gonna say, everything that Coach Smith said to us, that's what Mike said. Wow. Every interview. You, 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 you can pull it. It's every interview. It's mm -hmm. plagiarism to the finest. <laughs> I mean, speaking to Coach Smith, what was it like, some of the stories and memories you have? Rest in peace, obviously, one of the greatest to ever do it, uh, Dean Smith. He was, to me... It was like playing for Gandhi. Mm. Like, you know what I mean? He was, it was surreal about his inner person, who he was. My favorite story is, is not even with me. It's, uh, it's with Mactar Njai, who played at North Carolina. Mm -hmm. He was from Africa. Mm -hmm. Played at Michigan, transferred mm -hmm. in. Went to Oak Hill. And went to Oak Hill, yeah. Mm -hmm. He went to Oak Hill. So Mac, Mac was, um, you know, having a tough time in practice. So Roy Williams was assistant coach at the time, and he's in Bill Guthridge. Mm -hmm. And so they're getting on Mac. Like, Mac, what's wrong with you? Blah, blah, blah. Coach Smith never cussed, ever. Excuse me. Ever, ever, ever. Never cussed. So they're getting on him, and so they throw him out of practice, right? So Coach Smith, after practice, goes to him, says, Mac, is everything all right? Like, homesick? Like, and he's like, no, coach, and he's not. He's not looking at him. He's like, he's like, Matt, look at me when I'm talking to you. Mm -hmm. He's like, no, coach, I'm just not feeling. Matt, look at me as I talk to you. He said, coach, in my culture, to look uh, an adult in the eye is mm, it's a sign of disrespect. So Coach Smith says, oh, okay. Walks out. So next day in practice, there's no Coach Guthridge who threw him out of practice. Coach Gutsch is not there for a week. Mm. So Mac said he gets a call from his mom. She's like, Mac, there's this man here in Africa. Says he's your coach, assistant coach. I know it's Coach Smith. I don't know him well. He's been here for a week saying he's learning our culture. Mm. He sent... Coach Guthridge to learn his culture Ooh. so he can never make that mistake again. Mm. That that's is deep. what Coach Smith is. That's, that's deep. deep. Yeah. That's dope. Wow. That's deep. That's the best story I heard of. That's, that's dope. Gentlemen, Father's Day is around the corner, and our friends at Manscaped are here to ensure all father figures are out there looking daddy material this June. Manscaped's Performance Package 4.0, which includes their signature Lawnmower 4.0, is the perfect bundle to tackle any and all old man hair from the head to toe. This right here is no dad joke. Treat him and yourself and join the 4 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped. Manscaped is designed with fathers in mind. And the Performance Package 4.0 is here just in time for your pop's special day. Inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear, nose, and hair trimmer, crop preserver ball deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a traveling bag that holds your goodies. First off, 
Let me start by saying the Lawnmower 4.0 will be the official MVP of Father's Day. Their fourth generation trimmers feature a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and also has a 400K LED spotlight he needs for more precise shave. Does your dad use the same trimmer for his body and face? Let's throw that out the window and give him the upgrade he deserves. But wait, there's more. Manscaped just launched their brand new Boxer 2.0. That dare I say, the best boxers ever? We all know dads love their comfort. With summer just around the corner, the Boxer 2.0 are here to save every father from the uncomfortable heat. These new boxers are packed with revolutionary features including the jewel pouch, designed to cradle the boys in their own special space. This right here is a game changer. Whether he's mowing the lawn, taking out the trash, or golfing in the sun, these moisture wicking boxers breathe without breaking a sweat. Dads, buy these for yourself. Son, buy these for your dads. Ladies, buy these for your man. And the dog daddies, you deserve this treat too. Get 20% off plus free shipping with cold smoke at manscaped.com. Again, that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com. Use the code SMOKE. Shake what your mama gave you? Nah, shake what your daddy gave you. Six pick to the Kings in 1987 draft. Use class was included Scottie Pippen, David Robinson, mm. Reggie Miller, Reggie Lewis, Muggs Bowles, Mark Jackson, Kevin Johnson, Horace Grant. Do you think your class is underrated? We would be the top class now, the way the game is played today. I don't think we are underrated for that time, but for this time, like Reggie Miller would be picked second in yeah. the draft. Yes. Reggie Lewis would be picked mm -hmm. third. Mm -hmm. I would be took one because I was the best in college out of all them dudes in college. <laughs> in college, I was better yeah. than them. College. You know what I'm saying? Scottie Pippen would be mm. four. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? David, Rob David Robinson probably would still be one. He might be one. Yeah, he still would be one because it would be a unique big because he, he probably would have stretched his three handle out. Handle a little bit. He could handle shoot it. The three. Yeah. But today's like game, Horace Grant, he was shooting. a shooter, yeah. You see what I'm saying? This is we we were that that era, this era. Mm -hmm. We were just born in the wrong era. Like, mm -hmm. but that was like a prototypical, like 2022 mm -hmm. draft. You'd be like, you had a hell of a draft with them dudes. Cause Reggie was shooting threes when there was no three-point line. Like, mm -hmm. you know, it was bananas. Like he he and Reggie Lewis, those guys were. And and then um Reggie Lewis and Reggie from um Georgetown. Mm -hmm. Um Williams. Yep. Reggie Williams was a six seven great three that would in this today's game would be prototypical guy. Yeah. Talk about the state of the league at that time. We talked about John, John Sally and said it was a really drug infested league around the time and it was an image problem around the time. See, I came in right on the cleanup. Mm -hmm. See, I was the like John is like the two years older maybe. So he caught the last tail of it. When I was in it was like we wasn't doing what dudes are doing today. Like, nah, nah. Up in smoke wouldn't exist, bro. It wouldn't mm -hmm. <laughs> like yeah, all, all the smoke, all the smoke wouldn't exist. Like, and we were like, they were like, guys were cheap too. So our era where you were first starting to make a million dollars, two million dollars, they weren't blowing ten thousand dollars in a nightclub on liquor. They you, was, you was playing with Bernie Maxwell now. Come on. 
Don't, no, no, but I'm gonna tell you about Vern. Vern was buying drinks. He wasn't buying bottles. Okay, that's my boy now. So he was buying I, drinks. He wasn't buying I learned, bottles. I learned hey, hey, there was no sparklers. I learned a lot from him. There was no, there was no sparklers. There was no sparklers. <laughs> oh, you want no sparklers? No, no sparklers. No sparklers. No. Vern bought ten shots. Yeah, but he ain't. Yeah. He ain't not buying a bottle. Yeah, he yeah. not buying an eight hundred dollar bottle. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So no sparklers. No, it was. So we wanted to clean up. So guys, more than anything, they would, you know, they would drink. I see. You know, you would see. I thought it was more like a, a drinking. Issue in mm-hmm. the league, mm-hmm. where, um, but now you know, it's yeah. We I, I didn't catch the like the that whole cocaine. I grew up in that. Yeah, growing up in New York City. Yeah, like you know, you grew up in the crack. I grew up in the crack era. Mm-hmm. So it was like poverty and a lot of money. You just like either or. It yeah. was like it no was in between. It was no in between. I mm-hmm. used to see guys like literally overnight. Have oh. pockets and like no like duffel bags full of money. One of my one of my boys, <laughs> you know, to name nameless, he's he's in the, he's in that game. But he was a great basketball high school player, so you know you know him because he plays. But he was like a a smooth hustler, mm-hmm. so he, you didn't know he was really doing it. Mm-hmm. He has you know he has a beautiful house, family. He throws nice parties. No mm-hmm. drug scene. So he pulls me in his garage one day and he's like, Kenny, I'm like, oh, this is a nice car. Boom, boom, boom. He's showing me his cars and he's like, you my guy, so I got to ask you if you want to do this. So he opens, you know, the, you know the trash cans that you put out? Mm-hmm. <laughs> he opens two of them up and they're filled with cash. He's like, it's 300000 in this one. It's like four hundred in there just by weight, I could tell. If you give me two hundred fifty cash... Two and write a check for two fifty. You could take the bow because mm-hmm. you could go in and cash this. I can't trying to clean that money. I'm like, where I'm from? He's like, no. I just had to ask you though because I don't want to hear somebody here that you didn't get a chance at this money and you my guy. I'm like, no, nah, I don't get down like mm. that. I don't get down like I'm good. I'm like, Damn. yeah. So it's like, Matt's like, yo, that was a hard note because yeah, you see the cash. You. It's like right there in your it's, face. It's like six hundred thousand dollars in cash, mm-hmm. like sitting there, and it's like, just give me two fifty, write a check, and I'm good. Mm-hmm. Nah, I'm good. Yeah, that money, that money. So I probably would have did it. That money's not gonna lie. Hey, but see, you gotta think that money got all kind of paraphernalia and all kind of stuff that can get you for by the money. Not no even I throw that spending. shit in the washer and the dryer. That, ain't, that, that ain't gonna do it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> that ain't gonna do it, man. It was funny because you should know better than I that. I got that the funniest story about Steven, man. Chucky Brown. You played with Chuck. Chucky Brown. That was my guy. So Chucky was my guy, right? So this is right when you right when you went and went in the stands. So mm. I didn't know you well. You know, I just, you know, we had talked a couple times. And, we, we yeah. and from being in Houston. Being in Houston. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so um, I'm like, I called Chucky. I'm like, yo, what kind of dude is, is Steven, man? Like, he jumped in the stands. He's like, Kenny, man, yo, you will love him. You will love Jack. I love him. He's like, you, he, he said, because Max was my guy. Yeah. So me and Max were linked mm-hmm. to the arm. Like, my kids, his kids called me Uncle Kenny. Mm-hmm. I always had like a like a relationship with guys like that mm-hmm. for some reason. And when I'm not really like that. Right. You know, but I always a gravitated good, to a good that. balance. It's a, it was a balance. Yeah. He's like, you love Jack. I'm like, why? Wow. He's like, he's a soldier. He's like, Jack's a soldier. <laughs> but 
He's the soldier hoping for war. <laughs> <laughs> Looking for it. He's like, he's, like, he's like, he's the one hoping for war. I was like, I was like, I get it. I had never heard anybody uh, describe like that. That's funny as a motherfucker. And from that point on, I understood him. Right. Like he's like, it's like I got it. He, he wants to smoke. Yeah. Yeah. There it yeah. is. He's like, he's yeah. looking for it. Like, Ch- hey, Chuck is a great dude, man. Yeah, yeah. I learned so, a lot from him too. Yes, yes, indeed. So that was my first. So then I understood why he went to stand. And then I understood what was going on. I understood his whole mentality. Mm-hmm. I think I, I don't even remember that I called you. And then, I remember because we were going. He was and we were talking about it on TNT. So I was just like, yeah. I was telling him, you know, the Chucky story. I, was, I think I even said I was just, you know, we had talked before, and I was. I just don't like to go on TV with something that's a sensitive issue without yeah. talking to the yeah, person right. first. Yeah, you know, I, like I'm not gonna just. You're the only one did that though. Really? You the only one that yeah. did that? Yeah. I just don't like... Basketball, I ain't gonna call him. Like, yo, you, mm-hmm. you ain't get back on D, bro. Like, mm-hmm. knock it off. Life. Like, here's the film. Life right. stuff. I'm, right. gonna, I'm gonna just check mm-hmm. in. And um, he was telling me, he's like, Kenny, man, you know I'm not really like that. I said, Jack, I do believe that. Mm-hmm. I said, but this your second incident. Yeah. I'm talking about not even a year. Yeah. I'm like, it's your second one. And I said, you're a good guy. But if you keep doing bad things, you're really a bad guy who want to be good. Mm-hmm. So you got to realize who you are. Right. Like, even we all, like, everybody who's good ain't all good. Right. You know, everybody bad, we, we know, we mm-hmm. from the hoods. Like, everybody who bad ain't all bad. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, they just yeah. not all bad. Mm-hmm. And everybody who good they ain't really good. all good. Absolutely. So, but if you continually do bad shit. That's all I can say. You're a bad person. Mm-hmm. You are a bad person. Like you got, you got to own it. Right. And so I was like, and then I, even when he was doing it, like I, I told him when he retired, I said, "Yo, you a media dude. Like yep. we had a, we want to play. We have to sit next to each other. Said, I want to play. Yeah, yeah, like, and I was like, yo, you could do this media thing, man. Yep. Like you was on our show, yo, you really good. Like I think he thought I was blowing smoke. And I'm like, no, bro, you really good. I, dudes, come on, they don't get it. Like you get it. Like you can. And here we are. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think you was blowing smoke because I can go back on my Instagram and show you when I got off the plane, I made a post saying how I sat next to you and what you were saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I made I a post it. about it. I, yeah, I made a post about I it. I meant it. I meant it. 90, you were traded to Atlanta and the same uh, year traded to Houston. First thoughts of playing with Hakeem? It was the first time in my life I went to Fondy Rec Center and... It was the first time in my life I was playing, so we playing pickup, and we're on the same team. And I threw the ball inside, and the guy guarding me left. That had never happened to me in my life. It was the first time. I was like, oh, they leave you playing with him? That had never happened to me. Yeah, I played in Sacramento my first two years. Come on, man. Like, I led the league. I was second in the league in minutes. The Carolina, the Carolina Blue Jersey side. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I mean second in the league in a minutes on a bad team. I'm playing 40, I played 45 minutes a night my second year in the league. Mm. I only came out the game three minutes, which is another story because I was, uh, Jerry Reynolds was coaching. First it was Bill Russell, then Jerry Reynolds. And Jerry's like, what's, you know, you get all upset at me when I take you out. I was like, yeah, Jerry, you just take me out the wrong three minutes. Mm. <laughs> I was like, you don't know what right, you're doing. Right. So, but it was the first time I threw it in and they left me. I was like, oh, it's gonna be different. So then I was like, I need to learn. I didn't shoot. My first three years in the league, I took 83 twos in three years. 
And I, and I said, I got to learn how to shoot the three. Because mm. I didn't know how to shoot the three. Mm-hmm. And so I called. I was at a, a charity game, and Dale Ellis was there. And I said, Dale. That's one of the ones. I said, you shoot the three real easy. How do you do it? And he showed me how. He's like, no, you get your feet set. He's like, this is how you get your balance. I said, because this is far. Like, for me, I was like, this just feels far. It's like, da 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 and he said, balance, and you get your legs. And I, and I practiced it. So I was like, and I, in my first 20 games, I took 83s, just based off playing with him, mm-hmm. throwing it in, and they leave you. Double. And double. And then, you know, still, at that point, I was still the jet. Now I'm a prop plane. But <laughs> I was still a jet. So, like, it was, it was, if you ran at me, I could go yeah, by you. Yeah. I could go mm-hmm. by you. And so it was, you know, he had Vernon, a nice mid-range jumper too. Yeah, and then me and Vernon together, like Vernon was fast as hell. Mm-hmm. Vernon was, for those who don't know, Vernon was Dwayne Wade before Dwayne Wade, mm-hmm. but he just didn't have the mental stability. Where that, we know, yeah. But if he had Dwayne Wade's mental stability, he would have been Dwayne yeah. Wade. Mm-hmm. He would have. That's it. That's a good call. He just yeah. didn't have it. Like yeah. he, Vernon, you know. I was his psychiatrist in the sense that, you know, because everybody knew that we were close and I loved him to death. And so Rudy would be like, Kenny, go get him. Rudy T, our coach. Oh, Kenny, go get Vernon. Oh, go get Vernon. And I was like, yo, listen. That's my Y'all going to pay we me extra. A, we had a Vernon story. This is when we was with uh, the We Believe Warriors. We went in, was it to Houston? And remember, he's in there getting a full workout. Come on, Nelly, I still got it. Yeah. Like, we, walk, we were yeah. walking no, in. No, you, you walk by Vernon now, you think he's 23. Yeah, yeah. no, we were yeah. walking in the gym, getting ready for practice. And, and Max had had a, a whole hour workout sweating, showing the Don Nelson. He still had, he wanted a 10-day for our Warrior team at that time. Oh, no, shit no. was crazy no. as hell. Word. 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 That's yeah. my dog. I, 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 he's probably like the second best athlete. Michael. Wow. And him as person. And Eagle Dollar. Like just pure. Pure athlete. Mm-hmm. Like, like I had never seen something like him, like Vernon. And and um Plus, he had, he had my back too far. Like, oh, yeah. Uh, he, 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 oh, too, too far. Too far. I love him, bro. Too far. <laughs> like, he just have your back so far that it's almost scary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, Trust me, I know. It's almost scary. Yeah. Like, like no. the type of love. He's the first guy to go on the stands. Yeah, I was just about to say. I didn't, I didn't want to say it, but I was about to. Oh, he's the first guy to in go Dallas. on the stands. In Dallas. No, this was in Portland. Oh, it was in Portland? Yeah, in Portland. First time. So we getting drove. We, I think, we This I is got, after we won the championship. We getting drove. We went losing by 20. So Vernon just, he, he's going to entertain anything that can be entertained. Mm-hmm. So the guy is screaming at the top of his lungs. You know, oh, you guys are no champs. You suck. Blah, 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 blah. He's not going to be. So Vernon's like, he's sitting right here in the timeout. I'm literally here. And Vernon goes, you keep talking that shit. <laughs> I'm going to come up there and smack the hell out you. You're not going to do anything, Maxwell. Gets up. And it was, you know how you have that flight of flight moment where you just, you just, I froze. Because I'm watching him. Instead of tackling him <laughs> right, to stop him. Down, right. I'm watching him and I'm, and I'm, it's like a movie. And I'm like, is he really going up there? He's going up there. Smacked the shit out of him. And I was like, oh my God, I could have prevented the whole thing. <laughs> so to this day, I still want to pay the fine for him. Because I was like, I could have stopped him. Because that was always my job, is to stop him. Because I was the only one who could like bring him back. 
But if he if he's doing this show, you gonna be he'd be real quiet and pat. You'd be like, that's not Mad Max. But when that light switch turned Ooh, on, bro, oh my god, I I, love it was it. only like two people in the world that could turn it off, and I just happened to be one of them. Mm. And I could like say two things, three things, and he mm -hmm. come back, and he'd be like, okay. Yeah, they we, say like you like that. People tell me you like that. You got to switch, Matt. Oh I mean, yeah, you got to switch. Yeah, like you, like right now, like yeah, nobody you got about four, five different switches. Yeah. You got to switch. Yeah. And do you have who's the guy who can stop your switch? Probably him. Yeah. And then yeah, not there's a couple people that can, but yeah, yeah. you got to switch though. But you mild mannered, like even yeah. now, like and then. Well, that's my thing, cause like, it, like, I mean, I think it's a lot of people. Just, my whole thing is like, I don't even go looking for it. Just the disrespect thing, I don't do very well. Yeah, that, like, and I was cool about to say with disrespect, you until the disrespect happens, See, and I then I, like, yeah, that. I don't like that. Right, and that's like what that. that was Vernon's yeah. switch. Yeah, it was disrespect. I don't like the disrespect. And he always thought disrespect was, like, not acknowledging who he was, like looking through him. So if you look through him in any manner. It's an issue. He had an issue with you. We need like, we, we need Mad Max on here. We yeah, he had an issue. Track him down. He had an issue. He had an yeah. issue. Like we yeah. he he would fight every every game we played the Bulls. He'd fight Michael. <laughs> every game, <laughs> every single game, and so that's what I used to do when I couldn't stop somebody. He, start he, a fight. He, he's just, he start fighting. He start every every single game. He's gonna start a fight with Michael. But the crazy part is, Michael's like, yo, this dude is out. He's crazy. I'm like, why he said that? He's like, he he brought his son in here. After the game, we have a fight, Kenny. In all Jordan Air Jordan gear to get autographs. <laughs> well, I just fought this dude. <laughs> like, uh -huh. He's like, that's all. But right. that's what that was Max. That's like, dope. Because Mike yeah. would look through him. Mm, you know, Mike it. is not. He's like, Mike stay stuff like, yo, you see who's on me, Paxson? Throw me the. Oh, nah, you can't that's say that shit. You yeah. can't make comments like that. Like, you see who's on me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's, that's looking through. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. Hell I, yeah. I like, Here it you, might, you might hit the jumper, but I'm going to whip your ass. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's not right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I whip your ass out here. Oh, I, you, I, I've seen you do it. I've seen, like, I didn't know that about you until late in your career, even watching you. Him I knew because of Texas. Mm-hmm. But I've seen Vernon like physically intimidate guys. I think that's the first person who cursed me out when I, I think I was a rookie in preseason. He cursed me out so bad. I'm like, they talk to people like this in the NBA? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we was on the street. He talked to me so bad, and that's when I fell in love with him. I was, yeah, he, I was he like, would I physically, if you if you weren't from that element, you would take it so personally. Either yeah. you're gonna fight, or you would be intimidated. Yeah. But if you're from the element, you just know a lot it. of it's talk. Mm -hmm. It's like get it. It's once talk. you're off the court, it's dead. It's, it's this talk. It's yeah. not like going there. Yeah. But he's so close. Yeah. <laughs> On the edge. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one -on -one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one -on -one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from 
crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what so. I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Got my Prevnar 20 shot. It's a pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. For us, wise folks, it helps protect. I'm 19, strong. And asthmatic, and at higher risk, get vaccinated. But, but nothing when grandma speaks. Grandson listens. 19 or older with chronic conditions like asthma, diabetes, or chronic heart disease, or 65 plus, you may be at higher risk for pneumococcal pneumonia. Prevnar 20 can help protect you with just one dose. Prevnar 20 is approved for adults to help prevent infections from 20 strains of the bacteria that cause pneumococcal pneumonia. Continued approval may depend on a supportive study. Don't get Prevnar 20 if you've had a severe allergic reaction to the vaccine or its ingredients. Adults with weakened immune systems may have a lower response to the vaccine. Side effects include pain and swelling at the injection site, fatigue, headache, muscle, and joint pain. For full prescribing information, please call 1-855-213-2138 or visit Prevnar 20. Ask your doctor or pharmacist about getting vaccinated with Prevnar 20, even if you've already received another pneumococcal pneumonia vaccine. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare Ninety-four, ninety-five, back-to-back championships. What was it like to get that first taste? It's the, called uh, Tustin. Of uh, the ring. Tustin. They changed from Houston Clutch to Tustin. City. You Google yeah. it right now, it's Clutch City. Mm. Clutch City. We, we, we made it where a city that was known for choking and not doing well to a city that was could do well under pressure. Mm-hmm. And I, you know what the crazy thing about a championship? We were the first championship franchise, sports franchise ever. In, in Houston. Mm-hmm. The Astros hadn't won. Mm-hmm. Football team hadn't won. It wasn't even football we back then, was there? Yeah, no, oh, Oilers. Oilers, Oilers that's now right. the Texans. Nobody mm-hmm. had won. Right. Ever. Until we won. Oh, it was crazy. And I, I, I noticed a change in the city. Oh, big change. I didn't know that it would do that. Like, I, I always thought that it would have changed me and us. But I saw them, the way people moved in the city and, why they, and with the way they thought. So, I, it was just, it was a great feeling. To go back to back, I think the second one felt better because we came from a six seed. Mm-hmm. 
We never had home court advantage. So we started every on the road. series on the road, two mm -hmm. games on the road, the first two games. And we get off. So I had a thing where Dream and they was like, you gonna say it? I'm like, oh. so we come off the team playing. I'm like, and we be in another person's city, be like, we're home. <laughs> so we, I had to say <laughs> it as soon thing. as we land. We're home. Because right. right. we weren't home. We right. never started, like we won a series and we going straight to the city. Mm -hmm. We can win in Houston and be like, damn. After the game, you got to fly out. It's game seven. You flying out right after. So it was that second championship was the best. Within the, with all due respect, within the context of your championships and kind of that era, that was a two year period that Mike had took off. How do you feel like you guys would have fared your two championships? First of all, he didn't first. take off. Or, excuse me, he went to go play. He was playing for. He, he came back as number forty five. Yeah. In the second one. Second one, yeah. He came back as number forty five. And when he had fifty five in the garden, nobody was saying he was selling. He was. He wasn't Mike. Mm -hmm. You know. We would have beat their ass because, like, Dream was too much around that man, time. No, that, no, think about what? this. There's, Dream there's, was there's, too a, much. there's a couple of things. Michael's still the best player in the world mm -hmm. that I've ever seen, but that means he would have had to win eight championships in a That's row. It's a lot. He's not gonna win eight in a mm -hmm. row. He's not. Nobody's done it in the modern era. He mm -hmm. wouldn't have done that. Secondly, there was no Horace Grant. That's right. He was gone. He left. Mm-hmm. And they, then they became way too small. Because even in the, that was regular season, in the regular season years, we went seven and one against them or six and two. They yeah. never beat us in the regular season. We mm -hmm. used to go to Chicago, smack them, come back to Houston, smack them up. You know, they like BJ and, you know, and, and, and Pax and those guys were good players, but they were too slow for, mm -hmm. for us in the remember. perimeter. And no one, and Winnington and them couldn't guard them. No chance. And, and for some reason, Scotty wasn't Scotty then. He wasn't a scorer. You need, mm -hmm. we, they, you need, they he needed, needed to score another more. score. So I think we would have got him because of that. There was no Rodman. Now, when they got Rodman, I'm like, oh. Different. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if them Rockets, we would have got them, but uh -huh. they were too little. At that time. And that, that's why Shaq and them got him. Because mm -hmm. when mm -hmm. he came back, it wasn't he was coming back from baseball. Mm -hmm. They were too little too to small. guard Shaq. Mm -hmm. They lost to a team 4-2 that we swept. We swept Shaq and them. Smacked them, yeah. So, like, no, no, no. They would not have beaten us. Yeah, and then you if, you, if I didn't come in there and I'm not splashing with threes, Sam Cassell is coming in there giving you 25. Yeah. Rob Laurie was the new Scottie Pippen then. He mm. wasn't, like, staying outside. He was no. tailing the ball. Duncan. Flying Otis through the air. Otis was in the first one. Yeah. And then Clyde, like, no, nah, they wouldn't have beat us. They would not have beat us because they were just too little and they wouldn't have won eight in a row. Something would have happened. Somebody would have left because of contract. Somebody would have got hurt. Something. They wouldn't have beat us. You made a great point right there. Back in the day, you didn't worry about being injured in the playoffs as much as they do now. You know, normally nah. Nah. you had your guns when you was going into the big right, game. Right. Now, right. it you know, championships have been won because key players have been missing. What do you think the difference is and why? I think the lack of playing. I think there is load management. But the lack of not playing in a game, I think, increases your ability to get hurt. Mm. Play less minutes. No question. Would help. If you don't, if you don't, if you don't ride, like, I don't know, on your days off, did it make you feel better or worse? For me, it made me feel worse. I did something. I had to do even still something had on to my do day something. off just to keep, yeah. And I think that these guys now are not taking the pounding. So then when they got, do a, take got it. a pound in the playoffs, ready. because you go from playing every other day, taking days off, to all of a sudden, oh man, I got to play 39, 
46 minutes. Mm. And they're not used to the pounding. Mm -hmm. They're not used to it. You were around 30 after the back-to-back -back championships and injuries start to set in. What's going through your mind? Well, I always, for me, I always had to deal, you see the way I walk. I had to, always had to deal with some, like, knee issues. Like, so I used to wake up in the morning and be like, oh, I'm going to bust his ass today. You could tell right away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, damn, not today. Mm. Uh, like, what do you feel when you do that now? I'm like, they gonna get, I'm going to get my ass busted today. <laughs> <laughs> I feel it now. Every day, every day is not a good day. I'm gonna lose that race to the board. Yeah. Oh damn, I'm gonna lose today. Oh, I gotta figure out a trick to get to the board fast. Oh, today I got him. You know, but yeah. no, I, I, I think, um, you know, for me, you know, especially being good early and so long, like having to carry that shoulder in from high school to college, playing four years in college, mm -hmm. you know, that took a toll on a 165-pound dude, you mm -hmm. know? So by the time I was like 26, 27, when you're supposed to be hitting your superpowers, mine are like 28, when that's starting to fade, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Where like that, I gave a lot of those eight good years early, but, you know, but you have the experience. Like experience, you can never... Take that. You can't. And people always say, well, what's experience? I'm like, experience just reduces anxiety. Mm. And if you have anxiety, if you don't have anxiety, right. you're going to perform. Right. Like, because I have the experience to know that I've done this and been in this position, so I don't have the anxiety of not knowing what's going on. Right, right. You know, so then I'm, I feel comfortable. I feel I could see things that you can't see. You know, you can see things you can't see. Mm. So you transitioned... Um, into media, you're able to join TNT. Did you have any idea what you were getting yourself into? Somewhat. I never wanted to be in media, uh, but I just enjoyed it because uh, I love the game. I, I mean, if you come to my house tonight, it's going to be five of us sitting around. We're going to be talking about the game, mm -hmm. talking about whatever it is. That's what we did. So my brother always says, you know, he should get paid half my TNT contract because I use his stuff. You know, my my cousin says that we all do. We we do group chats and like that's all we that's mm -hmm. what we do. So I but I did notice like that most people couldn't in thirty seconds explain that's important what was going on mm -hmm. and not only explain it but explain it to you guys who were at the highest level and also where my grandmother could understand right. I was like, oh, they can't do that. I just had that knack. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, if we're going to talk the talk, I think what makes me the best in the business is I see the peripheral. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't see, like, when I walked in here, I could see the environment that's created, and I could feel the energy of what part of each team that you pull from. Mm -hmm. Just based off of, like, a five-minute walkthrough. It's, I don't know. That's just a gift that God's given me. And, that, and it's just in life. Like, I can see that in life. But I can see, I'm like, oh, that person's important to this process. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, my, my man here said, like, two comments. He jumped in. He's the only one who jumped in, and neither one of y'all said anything. Mm -hmm. He's important to the process. Mm -hmm. When he was, he like, y'all allow him to former, speak. Former and be player, yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah. but mm -hmm. those are the things I know. Right. So when I'm, those are things I bring to the show. I'm like, no, 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 no. You know, when this guy... Like, it was a player that had an unbelievable game. 
and um, great player. And I was like, I'm not sure if his teammates like him. <laughs> They're like, what do you mean? I was like, because I could tell by the reactions on the bench, what's authentic and what wasn't. Like, if I had 50, everybody on the right. team would going be going crazy. crazy. Right. Yeah. If, like, or one of my teammates, I would know. I'm like, but a guy ain't really feeling getting 50. I'm like, yo, yo, eh, I'm not. It's a different energy. Yeah. And those are the things that I noticed, and I'm like, that's why they're going to win, or that's why they won't win. Mm. And I think, you know, where Shaq and Charles, they come from the, I always say Charles is, um, he's a flashlight. And I know y'all have had some beef. Everybody, mm -hmm. everybody has some beef with mm -hmm. you. But you could never have beef with Charles in this way, I would say, because he looks at life through a flashlight and not a floodlight. So if he says, if you look at life through a flashlight, he's like, man, everybody in here got on Jordans. No, I got on Jordans. He's got the flashlight. He's correct in it. But he's but when you put the floodlight on it, it's everybody, everybody else. Mm -hmm. So, it's, but sometimes the flashlight is super accurate because he's pointing it directly at you. Mm -hmm. But sometimes he misses things. My job is always to bring the floodlight to the situation and go, Nah, you're right, but it's but, not that mm -hmm. only. You know. So he has a accuracy point to it that will rub you the wrong way because or you would overlove. I think he gets too much credit sometimes, mm -hmm. and then I sometimes I think he gets too much the other way. Mm -hmm. but, he, but he's accurate all the time. Mm -hmm. But it's a flashlight, mm -hmm. you know? Well, I mean, I think that leads us into our next question. What makes you guys such a great team? Obviously, so many different insights and perspectives and points of views uh, with Ernie and Shaq and, and, and uh, Chuck, but what do you think makes you guys... We're the only show on television that listens. That listens. The only show. Like everybody else has their written notes and they're gonna like I write shit down. Like mm -hmm. I'm gonna write stuff down. I might I'm gonna say I'm gonna get this point out. But if Jack says something that makes me go another direction, not even on that point, I'm gonna stay with that. Mm -hmm. Because that's where the topic is. So we're listening instead of like, I gotta get this out about Kyrie tonight. A lot of people listen to respond instead of listen to understand. Yeah. Like they are, you know, it's like a, you, you've been in an argument mm -hmm. before where the person has already got their pre-record. You, you telling them, no, I really was there at 6 o'clock. And, and they're like, they're waiting to get their point back out. Mm -hmm. No, I'm listening. Like, oh, you was there at 6? Tell me how you were there at 6. Mm -hmm. Like, explain it. Right. And we'll do it. that's the only thing that separates us, when, that to me. And that's a hard job to listen. Like, you can't just say, okay, today I'm going to start listening. Mm -hmm. They just put three guys, four guys together that listen. We always didn't. And Shaq didn't listen at first and, and until he realized we were listening. And I told Shaq, he was terrible, honestly, his first six months on the show. You guys did some little piece. Um, what was it? You guys went behind the scenes of Inside Yeah, like yeah, we last did like a year. documentary. Was, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, I watched terrible. that. Yeah. Oh, he was terrible. <laughs> he was terrible. And... Um, Two things happened that made him great. You know, I, I don't know. You know, I went to him first and I was like, bro, the stories you say in the green room are bananas. Like, the stuff you're saying about Kobe and, like, you got to bring that to the... He's like, nah, they don't... I was like, Shaq, that's one. I said, the first... The other thing is, like, this is the first time in your life you ain't the most dominant player. Mm. First time. Like, 
we might be better than you at this. So just be you and blah, blah, blah. And then the second thing happened. So, <laughs> so Shaq used to come in and be Shaq. Y'all know what Shaq is. I play, yeah, Shaq I play is a movie. Mm-hmm. Shaq's going to walk around. He's got 10 people coming in. Mm-hmm. He created a hookah lounge. No, in the, no, in the studio. And they made, let him do this. They were like, <laughs> he's like, I have to have my hookah. So he has a hookah lounge outside they make, and they put a TV outside the studio. We got a green room. Like, yo, man, Chuck in the green room. We've been we doing this for 15 years together. This dude going to come in. Y'all going to build a hookah lounge for him? <laughs> like, what the fuck what was going on, yo? Like, what's going on? And then he's got entourage. He's got... He got uh, Jerome and them, all the mm-hmm. Mark, they driving, everybody's driving, the one's driving the Rolls, one's driving the Bentley, one, the Ferrari. It's like, it's just a movie. And me and Chuck is, not, Chuck for sure, and Chuck is very sensitive. He's like, he doesn't like it. <laughs> like, like I, it. I'm like, I'm used to that in a way, like, I'm okay with dudes mm-hmm. who are themselves, but mm-hmm. Chuck is not having it. So now, he's not watching the game, he's deep, literally, DJ equipment. No, kid you not. He's he's practicing his DJ while a game is going on. <laughs> they letting him get away with all that. So <laughs> because he's Shaq. Because he's Shaq. So now he comes on the show and he's like, he says something like, Yeah, and DeAndre Jordan need to, and DeAndre's not playing tonight. Mm. So me and Charles like. Because we sit next to each other. He's hitting me and I'm hitting him. We're going to get his ass today. So we just lighten into him. Oh, and we just going, you don't know this. And so now we're saying stuff about the game because we know he didn't watch. Mm-hmm. So then our producer comes downstairs and he's like, what the fuck is going on? Y'all giving him a hard time like that? You embarrassing him on our national team? I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Since when don't we make fun of each other when you don't know right. the shit? Mm-hmm. Right. Because Matt show going to do it. Anybody can get it. Oh, he, and it goes like this. And then the producer goes like this. You're right. I can go. Get him. <laughs> Get him. <laughs> and from that day on, he turned. He's like, I got to be on no point. No shit. He, he, he got on point. Yeah. What uh, thoughts on the way the media landscape is kind of turning now for, and I'll use an example of Draymond getting kicked out and not doing media after the game, but going on his podcast and kind of explaining his point of view. Thoughts on just the way the media is and the players are kind of taking it more in their own hands now. Well, you know, Instagram and Twitter, you know, you you got voices, like, you got, you got more followers than people that, than we gonna have viewers, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, and, you, and, you're, and, you're, and your sound bite is gonna live longer. So I don't have a problem with it. I just, don't, I, I just feel that the, the only difference what I, I feel today's player, the sensitivity oh, yeah. is what I, I don't understand. Like, you're going to put information out for us to hear as players, former players, and as media. And then when we speak about it, you get sensitive. Then don't put it out. Like, I'm like, like, you can't do a reality show and then be like, oh, don't talk about my wife. Right. Like, are you doing a reality show? What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Are we seeing her and you're telling us mm-hmm. that y'all had a problem today? Like, you can't, like, do that. And that's why I think the sensitivity part, um, I'm always surprised that because they actually, and there's certain guys, like, I've always loved, like, that I never understood, there's a couple guys I never understood, like, 
and they, actually both Kyrie and, and Kevin, I didn't understand them. I don't know them well, but I didn't understand them because I always loved them. Like when they first came, everybody I knew always talked great about them when they first came in the first five, six years. They were like Kyrie and Kevin. And then it became like, everyone hates me. Like you said, oh, and y'all talk. And I was like, no, 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 bro. Nobody hates you. Like we all love you. Like, <laughs> and then it, and then it, the narrative shifts because then people start hating them and they got hate on them. And I was like, I never seen that. Like Steph Curry, his whole career, no one's hating on him. They're never going to be like, oh, we hate Steph Curry. But if he started saying, oh, y'all hating on me, or blah, 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 then people would start doing it. It's just, they changed the narrative of their own script that I, I didn't understand why they did it because I wasn't hearing what they were hearing. I, I just, me, personally, and I'm in the media. I'm in the back rooms. Mm -hmm. I'm with the players. I'm with the owners. I'm with the, I'm, I'm the most unique position. I, I have an owner... I had this happen yesterday. I had an owner call me, a general manager call me, a player call me, an agent call me, and an AAU coach all in one day. Mm. And so I'm, I know I'm in the most unique position ever. And I had never heard that about them. So I always, I, I would, that's the only question. Y'all ever have them on is like, when did they feel the hate started for them? Mm -hmm. I, that would be my one question because I never felt it. like, now of course I'm gonna talk if you, do something like in a basketball sense, because mm -hmm. I could pull a film out, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and you know that, right? I could pull a. You can't front on me, like I could pull a film and say you didn't do this, but you know, but I never cared about like even even with the vaccine with Kyrie, I never cared about it, like because that doesn't affect the game in me, mm -hmm. and I always thought the social issue was different from the basketball issue. Like, I don't think we could ever tell him to do something that was a national pandemic and the fear that people had and the misinformation that people were getting in both sides. Because, you know, they did tell us when we first was like, you take the vaccine, you would never catch it. Like, they Lying. did say that. Right. That was the it, that was the it, stuff it, going out. It changed by Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, it, I, I, so I, understood that's, that a, part. that's mm -hmm. a different issue than so when I hear guys trying to bleed that in and be like, oh, he didn't, he wasn't there for his teammates. Like that shit wasn't, the, that's not the same. Taking a polio shot is mm -hmm. not the same as playing basketball and not coming to work. Like it's two different issues. So I don't know. If y'all get him on the ask him, when did they feel the hate started? Yeah, I mean, I talk to him a lot. I just, any time you disagree with the masses, it's going to be like that. But at the same time, nobody understood the conversation. Him and Kevin Durant had the conversation, so it was understood between him and his, him and his teammate. So for people to say he turned his back on his teammates, you can't say that and actually know what you're talking about because him and KD had the conversation. Yeah, but you're not turning your back on your teammate because it's, it's, a, it's, it's a social issue. It's, it's not it's a personal. basketball issue. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's two different things. Now, do I agree with it? No. Right. I was like, no, nah, I, I I'm backed up and I'm boosted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But that's just on the information I got. But I didn't I didn't make that decision based on TNT. Right. Like, right. you know what I'm saying? Like, right. that had nothing mm -hmm. to do with TNT. Facts. So I, I never understood how people put those together, especially in sports world. Right. Like, they're two different influences. Issue. Like, would you go to war or go to play basketball? Like, yeah, that's two different. different yeah. They don't blend. Yep. Quick hitters coming down the stretch. First thing to come to mind, let us know your all time 
North Carolina starting five. Phil Ford at the point. Phil. I had him in Charlotte. I'm a six-man because of him. Phil Ford at the point. Michael at the two. James at the three. James Worthy at the three. Sam Perkins at the four. And Brad Doherty at the five. Brad Doherty was better than she. I'm just asking. At the five, not at the four. Okay. <laughs> yeah, at the five. Hey, you've been around. Not That's a great answer. That's a great answer. That's a great answer. As a matter of fact, she gets Sam. She gets Sam. He does get Sam. He does. Mm. He does. She, she was cold. She, <laughs> she always tell, you know, you, my, my she story, like, so I see she, right? We just getting all the texts, right? And we, we out eating. I'm like, she, I just, I'm waiting for the moment. I'm like, bro, you can't check out in this, in this series. Like, how, how can you not get a technical? He's like, Kenny, man, it feels like if I don't say nothing, my head's going to explode. I'm like, well, we don't want your head to explode. Go ahead, keep talking, Talk man. Like, go ahead, man. <laughs> like, go ahead, just go ahead, man. I don't want your head to explode. Yeah, like, but yeah, he he could have been the best power forward of all time. Mm. He could have been, and but he had a little. James. He had a little too much Philly in him. Mm-hmm. Like he didn't want to do that, and he was a little too unselfish. Simon Gratz. Yeah. He was much, if I had, like, as, as great as Kevin Garnett is, but if I had to put my money on one game, mm. one game, not the season. The season, I'm going Kevin Garnett. He, Kevin Garnett going to get me there and take me over the top. His motor. Yeah, yeah. he's going to get me and take, but if I said it's game skill, seven. Skill, straight skill. Oh, game seven, I'm Sheed. going with Sheed. Mm. Game seven, but one game, he going to get you there. And he's because he got more stuff than Kevin. That's what I'm saying. He, got he the put it on the floor. He could shoot the three. Consistently. He could, he could block shots. He could defend. He, he could score on he, – he did it all. He just he nice. didn't want to be the best player. Yeah. Mm. He was okay with being part of a great yeah, team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, mm. he's okay with that. Good call. And let me, let me, let me, let me dispel the others thing that Shaq and we always say others. But I don't. They do. I hate the word others. Like, the, you know how they say, oh, the st- and the others? Mm-hmm. Because I hate that term. It's like, it irks me. It's, I, every time I say it, they hear it, I just want to scratch the freaking desk. Mm-hmm. Because it, it puts so much less value when you put a guy, as you put Matt Bond as an other. Mm-hmm. Steven Jacks is an other. Mm-hmm. Like Because you're not the star, but you're the other. No, no, because star doesn't mean star. Like, because you take more shots doesn't make you the star. Ooh, talk you about score it. more. Preach. Like, Charles, you the, you were the best scorer, rebounder. But you couldn't, if you had to bring that ball up, we would have pressured your ass and you mm-hmm. would not get the ball up court. Mm-hmm. Y'all, so you need Kevin mm-hmm. Johnson to be the best point guard to bring the rock up. Right. Like, his role is so valuable and so underrated when you call him an other. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what I had a problem when when um Charles was talking about KD and about riding a bus and they started saying the bus thing. Oh Yeah, I saw that. You, uh, when you're not a bus driver. Driver, yeah. No, 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 time out. If you ride in a bus, that means you're See, I'm getting upset. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're a damn passenger. Yeah. A passenger does nothing. Yeah. But wait for the arrival. 
That's it. Now, if he would have said he's not the captain of the ship, I'm like, oh, okay, there's a first mate. Mm-hmm. Damn, there's even a program director for entertainment that's important. Isaac at the bar, the love boat, mm-hmm. he was important. Like every part Got of a role, a, right? There's roles that's really important, but they're not similar. Mm-hmm. But when you say somebody's a bus rider at the level that KD is, it gives the perception for people who right. not play like us. Right. They get in their mind that the masses, yeah, no, you're right. Oh, it takes one guy to win mm-hmm. this shit. Mm-hmm. You bugging. It yeah. doesn't take one guy to win it. In all actuality, Shaq, to be real in real time, we all riding the same bus. Nobody driving it. Yeah, yeah. No <laughs> we question. got a bus driver. So yeah, we yeah, all like, ride the bus. Like we on we, we on a ship. <laughs> we all riding the we bus. We on a ship, man. It's like, nah, like, no. No way. And that, 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 that term, those terms bother me, even though that because it doesn't bother me for us. Mm-hmm. It bothers me for they don't really know they don't the level it. we get it. The yeah. level that you have to be at to be one of the yeah. best 327 something in the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Facts. There's only 327 of us. Yeah. There's only 5,000 of us ever, that's ever. ever touched the floor ever. Yeah. in the NBA. In the world, in the history ever. of basketball. You're gonna call me an other? Right. Yeah. That's cool. Like that's when right. I got there, it was a dream. When I left, it was a reality. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when I left, you yeah. said he was just a dream. Right. He was a reality Talk when I left. Like, I got there the year before. They didn't make the playoffs. Yep. It's not that I'm the best player, but I put everybody in their right spot. Mm-hmm. Like, I know I'm now, you know, Vernon, go to the two. You don't have to handle the rock. Like, boom, boom, boom. Like, okay, now you're going to have spacing. Like, that makes you a championship right. team, which y'all been on. Y'all understand mm-hmm. that. Like, and when... When they say that, I'm like, y'all talking to people who don't understand the game. So, hey. Top 75 list, who's the biggest snubs for you? Vince Carter. Mm. Vince Carter. He held the league down for like eight yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. Like he was the face of not his team, he was the face of the league yeah. for eight years. You know, Tracy was probably right behind him, yeah. but Tracy was never to me the face of the league. Mm-hmm. Vince was the face of the league. No question. Like, David Stern and those guys, we need you to go to China. We need you to... He's just face of the league. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so I thought he was the biggest snub and underrated because it's Johnny come lately. They they looking at Vince at Atlanta. Right, that, yeah. That, he that played Vince 20 Carter, years, right? Yeah. Vince Carter, you know, year 20, whatever. Nah, that ain't Vince Carter. Like, right. No. But he first was, on the scene in yeah. Toronto. Oof, scary, New Jersey. Like, I'm just saying, like... Those guys didn't want to see Vince. No. Like Mm-mm. when he walked in the gym. Like they didn't want to see him. Like at all. Like, so to me, that was he was the biggest snub. Tracy was second right in there. Um, right in there. And Bernard King mm-hmm. for me. Because Bernard King was New York. Legend. Nick. Yeah. He, Come on. he was there to me. I, I didn't see a small Larry Bird and them dudes didn't want to see. I, I, I was that's the era I grew up watching. They didn't want to see him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they didn't want to see him. James Worthy, um, uh, Larry Bird, they could not guard him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they could not guard Bernard King. Package. Five dinner guests, dead or alive? Ooh. Mandela, Bill Russell, Obama. Yeah, female. Yeah, Shana Rhimes. I would like to have her there because she, she writes stuff that typically isn't from our culture, supposedly. Mm-hmm. And I like this. She's yeah. crossed over, yeah. She's yeah, done like a lot of different typically things. Typically, they yeah. were like, oh, that's not your culture. How did you How do you know that? So I would like her there. And uh, who else? I got one more. Um, 
my guys from up in all the smoke. Yeah, appreciate you. Yeah, yeah we give a whole that. different perspective. Yeah, yeah, keeping it right. Don't appreciate keep it real. You. Keep it right. If you could have, you know what? My rookie year, Steve Nash told me that he's like, bro, you can play a long time in this league, but stop keeping, stop worrying about keeping it real and start keeping it right. Keep he it told right. me that. He mm. told me that a long time. Keep it right. If you could have one guest on All the Smoke, who would it be? But before you answer, you have to help us get your answer on the show. Okay. And before you answer, we've had three of your your, your TNT showmates on mm -hmm. the show already, so there's only one more left. Yeah. Who's the, who's the one left? Chuck. Chuck? Y'all don't want him. Y'all don't want Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck is going to say the same shit that we you see... On TV, he's not gonna change his answers. He's not gonna. We're not. we not trying to change his answers. We just want to. We want to get some stories. I would like to see him on your show, but he's not like the first person I think of. Yeah, I, I enjoy when you guys have like non, like people who's part of the basketball culture, but not part of basketball. Mm. Because, like, like when you look at your wall, I I can give you an answer. Five people. You only got two. You only got one basketball player up here. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I got an answer for you if you think of one. Who's that? You just did a movie with him. Adam Sandler? Mm. Adam Sandler, you love. I can make huge, call. yeah. You I'm, love I'm him. I'm a huge fan. You I'm, love I'm, him. I'm a huge fan, bro. We he, both are. No, he is honestly the nicest guy I've ever met in my life. He and um, Drew Carey from mm -hmm. Price is Right. Yeah. The two nicest guy men I've ever met. Like, just genuinely nice people. Nice. Other than Akeem Olajuwon. Kaleem mm -hmm. Olajuwon is the most honorable guy ever. He called me. Most honorable. He called like, me. Most honorable. Um, he called me. And yeah. then Adam is the nicest guy I've ever met. So there we go. You Adam heard it here first. Kenny Adam said Sam. he will get Adam Sandler for us. Before okay. you leave, bro, we got something oh, yeah. for you. You know, you. Oh, somebody okay. We look, somebody we look up to, so we got some gear from all the oh, these, are these, are these, Oh, I thought it's what? So I thought these were the. Um, the uh the your sneakers, your sneakers that you had back in the, the day. The pro oh, no, the bro, protégés. Yeah. Oh, no. Them protégés. <laughs> the pro hey, yeah. I love them box of cigarettes. Yeah. I wouldn't give you them shoes for your dog that you want. Well man, that's a wrap. No, this shit's terrible. Thank, thank you, Kenny Smith, for your time. We know you're busy, oh, man, but we you, appreciate you. Catch us on Showtime Basketball YouTube and the iHeart platform, Black Effects. We'll see y'all next week. Sunday nights on Showtime. My mission is your mission. From the producers of Star Trek Discovery and Star Trek Picard comes The Man Who Fell to Earth. Academy Award nominee Chiwetel Ejiofor. This is the next step. Nothing will be the same. Academy Award nominee Naomi Harris. They are coming for you. The Man Who Fell to Earth. Series premiere streaming April 24th on Showtime. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. 
he says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. AT&T connects an ode to podcast. Connect the alarm, change the podcast you stream. Connect the snooze, 10 more minutes to dream. Connect the shower, lather up with the news, sports talk, comedians, or movie reviews. Connect with that three-hour philosophy show. Change the drive into work and traffic so slow. Connect the dishes to voices that glow. Thank you to the geniuses of spoken audio. Connect the stories, change your perspective. Connecting changes everything. AT&T. Rev up your thrills this summer at Cedar Point on the all-new Top Thrill 2. Drive the sky on the world's tallest and fastest triple-launch vertical speedway. And now, for a limited time, get more Cedar Point fun for less with our limited-time bundle for just $49.99. Get admission, parking, and all-day drinks for one low price. But you better hurry, because this bundle won't last long. Save now at cedarpoint.com. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles ready for next day installation and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring.